That was a nice crisp one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. I was about to say the first one of 2023, but that would have been correct or incorrect. I did not wish you guys a happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Welcome back to Teen It Up with CMV. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Vladdy, on this fine, it's Tuesday evening when we record. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Um... Not really much to say outside of work or outside of work, outside of life. Work's kind of been going steady. Um, I guess did a nice little, had a nice little citizenship party for our friend this past Friday, uh, celebrating him becoming an American citizen. Other than that, though, nothing really new from last last week's episode. So maybe I'll turn it over to you if you've got something more exciting, more life-altering. Not really. I mean, this is, uh, I started a new semester of law school. That's about it. Um one thing I that I miss about undergrad is this thing called syllabus week. Um, unfortunately, in law school, they read the syllabus for like 15 minutes and then get into like a normal class for the rest of it. So, I mean, I guess it's 15 minutes less of Socratic method classroom. But, um, yeah, that kind of frustrates me. Um, as far as you saying not much going on, this is kind of that like uh, post-holiday season, post-New Year uh, especially here in Michigan, it's cold. There's not much to do. You can't really do anything outside. Um, it's kind of a, I'd argue, January and February are the down months, especially not just because of the weather, just because the holidays are over. Um, just doesn't seem like there's as much to do. I would say basically it feels like there's playoff football to talk about. And then I don't really get locked back into kind of activities again until March Madness. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Because um, I feel like that's when the weather starts to turn. I mean, it'll be, we'll get weird Aprils and even May sometimes, but hopefully we get a week or two in March in Michigan here where you can do something outside. And usually like just the thought or the glimpse of being able to do something outside kind of springs my mood towards summer and gets me I mean, going you can always do something outside. I mean, I went for a run outside yesterday because it was, 40 and sunny there's always there's always something to do it's just how often can you do it what's the i guess the, what's yeah, more like social activities unless yeah. you're like a run club oh you don't want to you don't want to play some beard eye or anything like that in 30 degree weather uh not anymore those days are behind me thankfully <laughs> probably for the best uh I did get this Michigan State game on my phone so I can live watch there it. There you with go. You. I mean, that um, seems to be a theme for us. We always have this episode going on whenever there's Michigan State on. So I guess if you hear us randomly cut off what we're doing and either yell or praise Joey Hauser mainly because he's public enemy number one on one side of the uh, podcast and the other, it's a little bit more tame. But if you see us cut off, you'll that we'll probably we'll probably be reacting to Michigan State, Wisconsin, but. Let's get into let's get into some football. Um, that's yeah. kind of really the the big thing going on. Do you want to start collegiately or NFL? Um, yeah, I figure we start collegiately. I feel like there's a little less to talk about, so we can kind of get that out of the way. Even though um, yesterday was the biggest game of the year for college bat or college basketball, college football. Uh, Sixty-five. No, I didn't read that wrong. Sixty-five to seven. Georgia makes. TCU look like they're playing Southwest Tennessee. They made them look like they were playing Albion College, if I'm being honest. Uh, For those who don't know, that's Connor's old school. Um, big baseball guy there. 
Division three. They made them look like they were playing a Division three school. 65 points in a national championship game. The over hit on its own in Georgia's points is a 63-point over. Georgia got that themselves. Thank God, because TCU wasn't going to do anything to help. Their only touchdown kind of came off a 60, kind of a lucky 60-yard bomb. Yeah, busted coverage. So, I don't know. Any thought, as far as the actual game goes, I don't know how much there's to talk about. Georgia's dominant back-to-back. I think it's more kind of the storyline of Georgia going into this year and what Georgia's done these past two years as opposed to the actual game. Yeah, um... I mean, for the game itself, um, it was it was a really tough watch. Um, it was men against boys. It was five stars against no stars. It was professionals against future accountants. I mean, you you, you pick a way to describe that football game if, if you were unlucky enough to have to watch it or to watch it. That was just a waste of time. Um, and it was one of those games where – it was never going to go the other way. It was the largest spread, I believe, in not just national title history. I think it might have been college football playoff history. It was at 13 and a half. Or, that can't be that, – that it was the biggest? May, I mean, maybe yeah. there might have been – maybe Alabama-Cincinnati last year might have been bigger, but I don't – or one of the Notre Dame games, but I just – the Washington team. I mean, I guess it's hard I'm to talking, say. I'm talking spread. Great. I'm talking spread. I'm not talking how the game went because we know how it went. Yeah, but yeah, that, saying, was, that was that. I mean, that was that was a pathetic, pathetic game. Um, it in the the thing that I don't like. I mean, I feel like maybe there's more off-field storylines between. I guess, but let's start here before I spin my own head in a blender. Um, did you see some of the videos of Georgia on the sideline? Uh, I saw uh, an article about them like getting food from someone in the stands. I saw they a were, picture of that. I didn't they see a were, video. They were ordering, uh, they were ordering food from concession stands in like the third and fourth quarter because it was already over. They had pulled their starters, and they were just sitting there. They were eating food, middle of the game. That might be one of the most disrespectful things that I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree, and it's like the even the pulling your starters in a national championship. Eventually, you do have to call the guards that or call the dogs off. Because, I mean, it's like, what else are you playing for? You might as well leave him in. But, like, when this game was 56-7 with, like, 25 minutes of clock left, like, I don't really know what else you do. It, it is a national championship. It's hard to keep 18- to 25-year-olds, I guess, if you count Stetson Bennett, uh, involved in the game. So, like, I don't – yeah, it's, it's so hard to say, like – because it is, on its face, it's disrespectful – but like, I don't know if it was such a disrespectful score. Oh, I, I don't. I, I guess life. I don't really mean disrespect was like, oh, shame on Georgia. I'm just saying that's so funny. Yeah. Like, what do you like? You're TC. What are you supposed to do? Nothing. You're not big you enough. You're not run. fast enough. You're not talented enough. You're strong enough. There's. It was. It was insane. The other thing that I really didn't like that came from it is this morning. You had all the media heads talking about, oh, this is why we should always put Alabama in. This is why it should be the best teams, not the most deserving. Um, I guess I, I, maybe if you saw some of that throughout the day, I guess let me let me hear your your take and your thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I know you're you're a big ad- advocate for 
you got to play the games and the teams that play the games and win the games are the teams that belong. I don't disagree with that as a general premise. I think you can make the argument. You can't really see the only team that really like Alabama deserve with two losses deserve to go over is you also like to kind of get off track. You also need, if you're a power five team with one loss or no loss, you should, and you should nine times out of 10 make the, to the playoff because let's face it, every, they might not be Alabama or Georgia brands, but every power five school has a big enough brand to where they're conf- being in a power five conference alone. I think um, we need these power five conferences to stay relevant. It's essentially what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh especially now that we're adding, you know, UCLA, USC to the Big Ten, Texas, Oklahoma to the SEC, we're making this even more of a a bipartisan system in only two relevant conferences. I think we need to, if we want to stay, keep college football, you know, from coast to coast, so to speak, you do need to have these Big 12 schools, Pac-12 schools. If they have the resume, they do have to play in these playoff games over maybe an SEC team with two losses. And that'll happen with the expanded playoff. You do have all the conference champions with an auto bid. You have at-larges. You have a kind of a group of five bids, so that way those guys can pretend like they have a chance at something. Um, But yeah, I think you hit the perfect nail on the coffin, or you hit the perfect kind of epitome of my, my beliefs is you play the first 12 games of the season for a reason. And if you're good enough in those 12 games, you get to play a 13th game, usually. And then if you're good enough in the 13th game, you can usually go play in a 14th game and make the playoff. And so without, again, everyone wants to say Alabama because they're the, they're the big team and they're the guys who did this and that. And they're, they're kind of that, they're the blue blood of the last 15 years. But if Alabama was oh so good, why did they lose two games? And why were they two plays away from losing two more? I've said it before on this when we've talked about seeding. I've said this. It's just – it's one of those where if all you want to turn this into is a recruiting powerhouse and it's, oh, who's the most uh, who's the most uh, talented team, then why play? Why not just have every year you have a rolling average of three, four years of recruiting and whoever are the four best teams in that rolling average, they can go play. Everyone else mm-hmm. can go fuck themselves. No more regular season. Why play? If that's all we're going to talk about is, oh, well, Alabama has Will Anderson and Bryce Young. Well, why didn't they win some – why didn't they win an important football game? Played two important football games all season, lost them both. Yeah, no. I I, 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 I mean, I've heard your argument yep. multiple times. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry but, uh, if I sound like a broken record player. No, it's just, I, like, I don't have anything to add because I, I – yeah. I just wanted to let you get that out to the people. Oh, oh thank you. The other thing um, is, um, sorry to cut off, but I want to say the other thing is, shame on Michigan. How'd you lose to this? That's what I was going to bring up. How does how does the how does JJ throw two pick sixes, and how do you not physically manhandle that team? I'm not saying it would have been a better national title because Georgia probably still would have thumped Michigan, but how? Are you not playing in that game? Yeah, it, it, it was a reflection. And it, it's a weird one for Michigan because, like, Ohio State played Georgia so well and you look so good against Ohio State. Like, you were probably Georgia's best game, although it ended up being Ohio State giving it to them. That It's sad to think that 
And if you really think about it, looking back, I hate to say something nice about Michigan, but like we said last week on the podcast, Michigan lost that game. TCU didn't necessarily win that. Michigan made plays to lose that game. Yep. They threw two they pick took, sixes. They, they, they fumbled, fumbled on the goal on the line. line. Yeah. Terrible calls on game. the goal line, yeah. Um, they were the better right. team. Yeah. But, yeah, exactly. It's it's a weird it, – this wasn't even – made it uh, a negative spotlight, obviously, losing in the semifinals for the second year in a row. It became an even weirder situation, I think, with how dominating this game was. So, yeah. I also do think uh, – I don't want to spend too much time on college because it's – there's too much more time. I do want to add um, the rest of the country screwed. I mean, how are you supposed to stop these guys? Ohio – if it's not going to be Ohio State, who's going to stop Alabama and Georgia? I will say it's uh, – you want to say who's going to stop them, but it's like – Alabama kind of about every five years. Well, now Alabama for the last, what, 10 to 12 years now. Yep. But Alabama has been the dog with someone else, not to actually be literal, but Georgia dogs, that has also been dominant, and it's kind of switched. Like, it was early on, like 2010, 2012, it was LSU. 2014 to 2020, it was Clemson. 2020 to now, it's Georgia. Like, I don't necessarily know if it's any different. It's just a different team arising with death. I that's that's probably a good way of looking at it. But I'm just saying, like, I don't want to keep going back to Michigan. But if you're Michigan and you've now won two straight Big Ten titles, you've beaten Ohio State twice, right. you got boat raced by Georgia once, and you probably would have gotten boat raced again. What more are you supposed to like? What what can you have to look forward to? Oh, we're we we're we're in pole position to win the Big Ten again. Okay, cool. Do you have any shot at a title? Probably not, because I I mean I and that again I, I keep going back to Ohio State because I think that they actually have a chance because they're built a different way. Michigan is built like a kind of a mini Georgia, you know, physical, fast on defense, um, like their tight end play. However, when you match up styles like that. You cannot be worse than Georgia at every single facet of the game and expect to ever compete against Georgia. Like at least Ohio, like at least Ohio State brings a different offense, a different style, a different defense. It's not it's it's it it just gives you a breath of fresh air. It's not that it obviously they're not gonna win every year because you just saw them lose. But I think that I just don't know who's winning these games going forward other than Ohio State and who has a chance to win a title outside of Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And I know how weird that sounds given Ohio State is currently Michigan's son. Yeah. I, I, and again, I'm going to kind of counter with the same point as like, I don't really know. I guess it, it was not the same because Ohio State was able to break through. It's it's good. It's just kind of that thing where there's two teams that for a period of time are significantly better than the others. Yep. And every once in a while you sneak in, you get a good recruiting class or you get two in a row that are good. Like, for example, Texas A&M, say, I know a lot of them have left now, but say they were to get another huge recruiting class, which it sounds like Alabama is one and Georgia is two in this upcoming year year for recruiting so that's not going to happen but uh you or like an lsu a couple years ago you get kind of that team of destiny where you have just lightning in a bottle 
you pile up some, you get a quarterback, you, you pile up some t- recruiting classes, they get older, veteran team like that. That's the really the only way you can stop them. Uh, yep. It is just, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a broken product that like, isn't really, is it really broken? Cause I don't know how much different it's been the last decade than it really is now, but it is like kind of this thing where we sit here and we watch the same four teams win every year. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, I think, I think college football has a lot, a lot that needs to change a lot that needs to improve to, like you said, make sure it stays relevant coast to coast, North to South not just involve the little southeastern part of the country and then a region of, like, the Midwest. Well, to be fair, like, that's really, to be honest, maybe the West Coast, but, like, it's kind of – kind of their market has always been the Midwest and the South. Like, there's a reason why it's the Big Ten and the SEC. That's the market. You're right. I mean, the talent is usually dispersed between those those states – Again, like the East Coast doesn't California. care about college sports. Yes. No. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that, but you used to have Texas, Oklahoma, they could compete for stuff. Oregon could compete for stuff. There there was more and it is shrinking. And I just think there are may, maybe we maybe in the off season when we're looking for ideas, we can we can do a an episode on this and just talk about possible ways to improve college football. But it's I think it's heading for a very dark couple of uh very dark times with just the kind of the, that dominance that you just don't see changing but like you said someone else will rise some coach will go to the right fall in power and restore them and i'm sure something will happen but as of right now i don't know what else to say yeah uh so let's move on to the nfl uh, sad sad boy hours for the lions kind of sort of uh they're not going to make the playoffs after uh, a nice win sunday night um, possibly ending Aaron Rodgers' career at Lambeau Field, twenty to sixteen. Um, I don't know if you want to really talk about the see whatever. To me, it's like whatever. Baker Mayfield can't score. What's new? Um, Seahawks probably the. I think most of America, unless you live in the state of Washington, would rather see the Lions or the Packers in that last spot. Yep. Um, instead of kind of Seattle, who's kind of this weird, boring team with a boring quarterback and like is kind of stumbling into the playoffs i guess you would say i think they i think they're absolutely stumbling the playoffs weren't they like weren't they like six and two at one point and they ended nine and eight yeah so they're, they, they've really backed in. their way in um yeah but yeah so i mean I, i'd say we can start with that game maybe then work our way around to the lions packers and then maybe some of the other games that had some playoff implications but yeah like you said baker mayfield trash um it's interesting he can drop 50 points on a, like a pretty legit Denver Broncos defense. And then a week and a half later, it's like, whoa. Uh, and he just kind of throws his shoulders in the air. And I understand, like, it's he's playing with nobodies. He's throwing to paint yeah. fans. His offensive line is is a bunch of beanbags. Like, he was, he was practically running for his life on every other play. I get there was no help, but that's just – that game was so sad. Yeah, it was a sad. It was uh, you talk about like a boring game to watch, which was kind of that Jaguars Titans game the night before. Oh yeah, uh, just kind of these slow, bad offense, good defense, like field goal fests. 
And that's what this one was. And it's sad. <laughs> it's kind of – it's interesting. I was talking to someone and they're like, oh, my God, this game is brutal. Like, like, why did I even waste my time watching? And I was like, it was so bad it got good at the end because it was so – from being so bad. And, I mean, I don't want to turn it into a Detroit versus everybody thing because that's not what it is. We beat ourselves throughout the course of a 17-game season. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. You cannot be a $10 billion a year revenue league and have part-time employees decide football games. Those referees in that game sucked. Now, I don't know if there was a script from the from the writers that said you need to put Seattle in here or whatever. I doubt it. But those calls that they missed were so blatant and so bad that I just sit there and I wonder, like, how are you how are you unable to be held accountable how can how can there be one profession in america where nobody can like can say hey man you were very very shit at your job or hey man you made a mistake what was the reasoning behind that mistake those those calls were trash uh i honestly thought didn't think a lot of them were that bad me personally um I can't even. Th- the only one I can think of is the late hit right now. Was I mean, there, there was the so oh, the running the, into the kicker was really bad. That the running bad. into the kicker where the dude's got his the dude hit the kicker with his back. How is that running into a kicker? Yeah, and then he kind of like he caught him too. Like he kind of yep. like holds his head yep. and like, just like falls. You had yeah, you bad. had the stupid Jalen Ramsey thing where he's standing still, fifteen yards. You uh, have. No, that- Oh, and I thought could have gone either way. I mean, where do you want him to go? And it he drops like, his shoulder into him, though. Like you don't like you could. There's a difference between standing there. I mean, there's like, brace. I mean, can you? You're not allowed to brace for impact. Like, yeah, listen, it's if he Jalen Ramsey, at though. Like he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. And I'm bracing for contact. But yeah, I, okay. Bad, like, I, I could also say there was the missed intentional grounding where yeah, that was bad. Yeah. You had Quan, yep. you had Quandry Diggs openly taunting the entire sideline. Yep. Refs just didn't look going. at it. Now I didn't see this, but I saw a couple people were very adamant. Apparently Jalen Ram or apparently DK Metcalf was trying to poke out Jalen Ramsey's eyes in space math that they just didn't call. I, yeah, I, that's that fight at the end of the game that they were having. I mean, I didn't, like, I didn't ways. see it, but it was atrocious. It was just. In the span of six minutes, there was five calls that directly benefited Seattle that were pretty openly just trash. And again, yeah, you could say though, like that, like tinfoil hat, like the lead, that's the league wanting the Seahawks. But again, I'll I'm go not. back to I don't think that I think they want the Packers to. If you had to pick the three, it's probably the Packers. It's probably then Detroit, to be honest. Yeah, and then no, it's probably Seattle. Maybe they, again, who knows? Maybe they wanted to try and demotivate Detroit by saying you have nothing to play for, make it easier for us. I'm, I'm, this is not that show. This this will never be that show because that's stupid. I just don't understand how there isn't accountability for somebody being bad at his job. Or at the very least, an explanation. If mm-hmm. I went and I blew up something during testing when I'm testing a battery or some hardware unit at General Dynamics, do you know the very first thing that would happen? Hey, Vladdy, what were you doing? Why did you do that? These guys, they just they just backed her out the stadium. Has anyone ever seen a ref leave? Did they just like teleport away, go back home? Like I said, I've yelled before. 
probably laugh at their buddies. <laughs> Look what I did. They're all mad at me. <laughs> it's a joke. But. Um, so moving on, do you want to actually talk about the Lions game itself? I mean, I think I thought the I thought the, the the game was pretty impressive. Um, some pretty cool play calls, some pretty impressive uh trick plays. They they picked their moments for stuff. They held the the Packers down very well. I mean, Kirby Joseph owns Aaron Rodgers. I think that's his third or fourth interception, or it's three that have counted in a fourth one that should have counted, but was brought back. Um, I mean. The game itself, like I said, it was a pretty, I don't want to say dominating because we were kind of trailing, but it was a game that was never out of hand, and it was a game where the Lions kind of grew into it and just completely mm -hmm. took over. Yeah, I was, the grow into it is good because I, I, it felt like in the first half, even though it was close, like the Packers were just keeping us off the field. Yep. Um, and we didn't really have a chance to score when we did. We were just getting field goals, so you want, wanted to see how long it could last, and then the second half that flipped flipped no that script flipped yep. um which is nice it's nice the end of nine and eight it's nice to ruin aaron Rodgers. um after all the ruining he's done to us over the years um <laughs> hopefully it's good momentum going into next year obviously they'll play a little tougher schedule um finishing in second place in the division um but you know i i don't i don't know where you go from here because they're still not ready and it, it was such a magical run here at the end that you don't know how much of it is just momentum and just kind yep. of like belief in the middle of the year um, as opposed to actual talent and actual coaching. Um, not taking any credit away from what they did at the end of the year. It was great. Um, but I don't really see this team like going, turning around and like, I mean, they got what, seven wins, six wins better this from the prior yep. year to this year. Like it, I don't see them going around and going 12 and five or 13 and four next year and winning the division. I think this is still probably a six to nine win team next year. I think I think saying six to nine is, I think nine is your. I'm not going to say your bare minimum because obviously anything can happen, like you said, momentum. But I think six is very low. I will open the door and I would say maybe seven and a half to like ten and a half. I do think it's a team. I mean, I think the I think the Vikings are fraudulent. I don't think they can repeat what they just did, playing so many one possession games. If Aaron Rodgers is truly gone, I think this division is kind of, I don't want to say yours to lose because of the talent that the Vikings have across the board on offense, but I think it's incredibly open and you can absolutely win a division at 10 and six or 10 and seven in uh, the, in the, might even be a next year. winner next year. Uh, I don't think it'll be that bad, but I, I, again, I do think there is some improvement. I, I mean, we have two first round picks this year. There is a free agency period coming up where the lions do have a decent amount of money. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, Jamison Williams never played this year. Like, I understand he ran some routes. He got some cardio sessions in for six Sundays, but he didn't yeah. actually play football. So you're effectively bringing in three first round picks next year. I do think this is a team that can absolutely improve on what just on what they just posted. Um, and I do think that the way the picks are kind of scattered at six and 18, I think you're in position to take stuff that you really need. I think at six were able to draft the, that kind of final piece to the defensive line. I mean, you have Hutchinson, Alin McNeil is a pretty good run stopper. While James Houston kind of came out and had a great end of the season, I'm not really certain he's some full-time starter. Mm -hmm. So I would probably open up the 
kind of that pit number six pick for either an edge rusher or uh, or kind of an interior lineman. Um, it's a shame we can't get Jalen Carter because that would be phenomenal. But... Yeah, not quite that, there yet. Yeah, and then I think uh, – Do you want to quickly uh, kind of the last thing – or do you, do you have any games from Week 18 you wanted to talk about before we get into the playoff I mean, picture? Games specifically, um, it was an interesting week. I mean – I was I was watching a decent amount of the games, and you said field goal fest. There was a lot of field goal fests. I mean, yeah. the Jets, Dolphins, boring. Oof. Panthers, Oof. Saints, boring. Rams, Seahawks, boring. Titans, Jaguars, boring. Right. I mean, you had a lot of games that were incredibly just. Wah. I guess if we're going to talk a specific game, I think the Texans Colts game is kind of funny to talk about because um, first of all, screw the Colts for losing that football game. And uh, our pick went from our pick was went to six instead of five, but that's not really what the part I wanted to mention. The mention, the funny part is the Texans. I think you had Lovey Smith when they scored that touchdown at the end. I think Lovey Smith was like, well, you're going to fire me. So I'm going to give you one last middle finger and I'm going to go for two here. And if we get gotcha. it, you're not going to have the first pick. First and pick, I won't yeah. be here for it. And he got it, and I thought that was hilarious. That is hilarious. It's uh, it's interesting, too, they lost that because uh, we've kind of talked about it off here. The Bears aren't really in need of a quarterback. So to them, I don't know if the first pick meant as much as it does to the Texans who do need a quarterback. Definitely not. Not saying, like, the Bears very well may end up going, like, Jalen Carter or – uh, why am I blanking on the Alabama kid right Will now? Anderson. Will Anderson. Uh, at one, even though they are supposed to go whatever, three, four, five. Um, and the Texans may get the first quarterback, may have their first pick of the quarterback anyways. But I think, I think all of that depends on what happens with that pick because I believe, in my opinion, if the league – thinks or knows that the the Cleveland Bears, the, the Chicago Bears are not gonna take a quarterback, why even deal with them? I think it could I think the same thing could happen to them that happened to the Lions in 2020, where Justin Herbert and Tua were still on the board, but the Lions had Matthew Stafford still on the roster. They had a head coach and GM going into year three, which was win now because their jobs were on the line. And not a single team in the league actually ever believed that the Lions would take a quarterback. And so nobody traded with them. No, no one was going to offer anything because if they're not going to take a player you need, why deal with them? Go deal with the next guy. And if the league thinks that happens, uh, I don't think it will because it is still the number one pick there. There is still teams that will probably want to say to themselves, Hey, well, the Texans need a QB. We need to jump them. So let's go talk to Chicago. So I think it will happen in the end. But if the league wanted to play a nice good old game of uh, what was it that what's it called the the prisoners game where you like try and independently like prisoners dilemma yeah the prisoners dilemma if they want to play a good old game good old cat and mouse prisoners dilemma game with with all the other teams in the league to see to hope that no one ends up calling Chicago I could see it happening but I do think the pick will end up being dealt yeah uh let's kind of I think we kind of nip that there uh we can get into draft stuff. When there's not playoff football to talk about. Yeah, um, so absolutely. There's as far a, I, as the uh, – I was just going to get into the matchups, and I'll let you kind of take off on some any verbiage you have. We'll start with the NFC. Um, the Eagles are at the bye. Yep. Um, 
So it is, sorry, let me pull it up. Uh, it is 49ers, the two seed in the NFC. They'll play the Seahawks, obviously. The uh, Giants will play the Vikings as the third seed, the Vikings, that is. And then the four versus five game um, is the first wild card in the Cowboys and the um, NFC South champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, yep. Thoughts on the wild card weekend for the NFC? I mean, I think the 49ers are going to murder Seattle, like we said earlier on. They're they're backing into the playoffs. They're they're running out of steam. The 49ers are just on an absolute Hot. roll. Hot. I mean, they're they're on a roll right now. So I don't think there's really much to talk about there. Um, the Vikings Giants game is interesting because, like we said, the Vikings are frauds. Um, with that said, I do think they'll use that playoff atmosphere, and I don't I don't believe the Giants are quite there yet. Um, I, I think, think uh, I actually think the Giants can give them a game. I think it comes personally. I just don't think Daniel Jones is good enough to get a road playoff win. I was kind of about to get into that. Is I think that between the atmosphere and the fact that the Giants are also kind of a team that went through that tough spell and are not really in full form right now, I don't think Daniel Jones is like you just said a guy that's good enough to go out there and out duel. I mean, I can't believe much say Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins in a prime time standalone game sucks, but. I just don't think it's enough. I think it ends with, well, I think it ends with a Viking W. Um, maybe not as comfortable as they might want it, but I think they win that game. And then Jerry's world, uh, the Bucks come into town. Um, no, the, no, no, no. The Cowboys are going to the Bucks. Correct. You're right. They head to South Beach. Oh, that's not the South Beach. It's Miami. Yeah. They head to Tampa. Yeah. South Beach. Um, I. Uh, this is a weird one for me too. I actually have the Bucks winning. Um, mostly because just purely because of the stat, Tom Brady has never lost the Cowboys. Um, and I think the Cowboys just are one of those teams. They find a way, even when you think they're going to win or they're going to do something good, they just find a way not to. They're another team not playing the great. I mean, they had the win on Christmas Eve against the Eagles, but other than that, have not played extraordinary great football no. into this game. Um, and the Tampa Bay Bucks, as awful as their season has been, are trending in the right direction and do have a home game. And have Tom Brady, and I hate to say this, but I believe in Tom at 500 years old still. I, I think I might have to agree with you. Um, I don't know if you saw the stat. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions, and he didn't even yep. play five of the games. Yeah, he, he played in 12 football games and he led the league in picks. That's really sad. He's I'm not going to say he's regressed because I think that he's always kind of been this guy, but he's just maybe he, Dak Prescott is not that top 10 or fringe top 10 quarterback that people said for the last three, four years. I think maybe he's just your bang average you can win with, but you're not going to win because of quarterback. And when you go up against the greatest of all time who has voodoo magic in the playoffs, I think I would probably roll with the Buccaneers as well, no matter how good that uh, Cowboys defense is. Yep. Uh, as far as the AFC goes, uh, the Chiefs are the one seed and they'll get the bye. Um, the two versus seven game is going to be at Buffalo and they'll play the Dolphins. Yep. Um, the Bengals are going to host for the second week in a row, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and then the 4v5 game is uh, the LA Chargers heading down to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Yep. I kind of want to start this with the Chargers-Jacksonville game just because I might be actually going to it. Um, I fly down to a floor, I fly down to Jacksonville Saturday morning to visit a friend. 
And we realized that, or once we kind of realized that Jacksonville would be hosting a game, we said to ourselves, if the tickets drop below, let's say $120, we're going to consider going just because it's a home playoff game. Yeah. Certainly don't get many of those in Detroit. So if we, if we get the opportunity to do it, um, if the tickets go cheap enough, we'll go. In terms of actual football, though, um, I mean, the, the Jaguars ended the season pretty well. I think they were, I think if I remember, they were three and seven, ended nine and eight, and their only loss at the end was, I think, a, just a drubbing to Detroit. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have, I don't, I, I don't really think they're there yet. I think they're kind of in that similar boat where they're one year away, but unlike maybe Seattle and New York, I think that with Trevor Lawrence, you have a lot more hopeful, hope, or hopefully you have a lot more hope going forward. I'll probably take the Chargers, but I think this game could really go either way because the Chargers are also one of those cursed teams in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say the same thing as far as the Chargers go. Like every all signs, like they have made the steps this year to actually get to the playoffs, and they have played good football. But it's still like the Chargers, where you think like as good as Jacksonville has played that these last couple of weeks that there is, it is going to be a chance. It is going to be a good game. Um, I do think the chargers prevail though. Yeah, no, um, um, I think as far as other games go for me, I think Buffalo will kill the dolphins, yep. especially if Tua doesn't play. I don't think he will. Um, they still haven't cleared him for any sort of contact. They're, they're playing that kind of, I don't want to call it the bluffing game, but they're playing the, Oh, we'll wait to see what the doctor says on Wednesday. We'll wait to see what the doctor says on Thursday. We'll wait to see what the doctor says on Friday. And I think it ends with him not playing because dudes had three concussions in four months. That's yeah, just that's, that's just a great recipe for becoming a vegetable, and they don't want that. You you want the long term future of your franchise to not be a vegetable. So I don't think he'll play. And I think, like you just said, I think they get murdered by Buffalo. Yeah. Um. As far as the other one, any notes on that one? I actually think this game is interesting. Um. The Ravens defense, I think I, I was looking at this today because uh, what was it, Rokon Smith got the money he was looking for, $20 million a year for an off-ball linebacker, which is absurd money for somebody who yeah. doesn't rush the passer. But he's been worth it because in the, I think it's the six, seven, eight weeks before he showed up, I think every stat that Baltimore's defense was, was somewhere around 20th to 25th in the league. And then after trading him since then, they've been in the top three in basically every stat. So he certainly does change that. But I think the big the big wild card there is Lamar Jackson. Right. I think he's a little bit more. Um, I don't it's say completely able. up in the air. Yeah, I, I don't want to because I don't I don't, don't want to say able. I just want to say I think he's a little bit more questionable. Where two is most likely a doubtful to already an out um, designation. Um, Lamar hasn't practiced in a month, month and a half, so that obviously doesn't help. And they are still banged up at receiver. But I think if he plays, you can never really count them out because it's just such a unique play style. It's like the Titans with Derrick Henry where if they jump on you, they can easily beat you because you're just never going to see the ball again. But if they get behind, you just don't have that kind of passing attack to be able to catch up. Right. So right. if we if we have to make a pick, I'll go with Cincinnati. Um, the winners of that division playing another home game. Uh, I'll go with the Bengals. But if Lamar Jackson plays, I think it starts running towards that Chargers Jaguars territory where it can be just a toss up. Yeah, it's hard to beat a team twice, let alone twice in two weeks. Um, I just don't really. 
I don't know. I haven't seen so like, especially without Lamar, I feel like there hasn't been much coverage such. I haven't seen much of the Ravens to close out the year Yep. Uh, to where I kind of just put them in my head is not that good. I know I shouldn't really do that, but um, in my head they are. And so I'm going to take the Bengals because I think the Bengals uh, have a legit chance against the chiefs and the bills. Um, I think they're just as good as yep. those three teams come or two team, two other teams come yep. playoff time. Bengal, the Bengals did a pretty good job address some of the needs at offensive line. Joe Burrow's not running around for 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 dear life anymore. So certainly a good team, and like you just said, certainly they can match up well. They have the high powered offense to be able to outscore. They kind of own the the Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's ever beaten the Chiefs before. So or he's never. I don't think he's ever beaten the Bengals before. So there's always that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those where. If we're talking purely kind of seeding wise, the only matchup I really, or I mean, you see a upset matchups, you see an upset into the four five ones, the two seven and the six three are just like, well, whatever, just go on, don't worry about it. Yep. Um, anything else you want to add to the playoffs before? For the um, for the NFL, not really. I mean, like you said, we can do some shows in the off season for drafts. For maybe we do, maybe we can do one dedicated to kind of the Detroit Lions season. Actually, get an in depth look at the players' results, what we were right on, what we were wrong on, stuff like that. I think that'd be a pretty good episode to do, just a deep dive on the the five months that we had and the five months of exciting football. It's 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 been six years since we could say that, so it's nice. Um, other than that, though. Um, I think we can maybe kind of transition over just kind of a brief college basketball thing. We did have uh, Michigan, Michigan State last weekend in what might be the least hyped up rivalry game I've seen in the sport. 59-53, it's hardly a basketball game. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's a least, football game. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a Big 12 football game, but I just meant like I didn't even know that we were playing them till probably midway through last week. Now, maybe that's me not following college basketball as much as I used to, or maybe it's the fact that both teams are unranked. unranked. Michigan's trash were less trash, but I still don't think we're very good. And we just kind of we kind of just showed up. We watched the game, and it was like, all right, cool. I just think that we need to we need we need to get basketball back on the right track because college basketball is a very entertaining sport. Yeah, I don't know. Mentally, like I, I follow MSU, but as far as like actually knowing other teams, who's good, who's not good, um, that really doesn't get into my brain until like mid-January. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I would say post coming to college, so post freshman year, 2017 onwards, I didn't really follow other teams as much as I kind of followed as I used to in high school, just because a little less free time, a little bit more kind of freedom in college to, to spend more time with friends and stuff on a, on a weekend or random weeknight. So less time to watch like random ranked basketball matchups, but I don't really know much about college basketball this year. I'll watch Michigan state like we're doing right now. Um, kind of decent first half at the Cole center, but I don't really know what to say. I mean, Hunter Dickinson tool, um, maybe he can make a podcast about his game. How he flexed on all of us by scoring 18 points or whatever it was good for you, man. Um, Dude, come on our podcast and tell us how much we suck and how dude, much we, I, I, we should we should actually we should talk to him. We should message him on Twitter and be like, hey Hunter, can you come on our podcast? I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Open invite to Hunter Dickinson. No, he we would don't just do tell this us for many Michigan people. No, we don't. But like we also don't want to bring many Michigan people on because for, for different reasons, because this guy we just want to bring on so we can clown him. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I mean, the Michigan State thing, 
uh, tough-ish start to the season. They played a gauntlet of the schedule, uh, and they kind of looked worse as November went on. Um, they also got not healthy as November went on, if that's English. Yeah. With Malik Hall and Jaden Akins, who are two of their probably top five players going out. I think uh, Akins might be outside of top five, but you have two guys that are contributors, true contributors. Yeah, fringe, fringe, yeah. Uh, and Malik Hall, who I think when he's healthy, is probably your best all-around player. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he came back. They both Well, they both came back. Uh, had a nice break as far as December goes. And after that Northwestern loss at home, uh, you saw a gritty win against Penn State on the road. They took care of business against the mid-majors over the holidays. And now we're back in the Big Ten with two win- two wins to start last week. Um, yep. And then a competitive game right now as we speak. Um, so it's trending in the right direction. It's kind of a gauntlet. And you have to, you have to play Michigan, who has, although we've not said not that good this year, there's still a rivalry game. To play a ranked Wisconsin team, I play they believe they play Purdue next week. Um, so it's kind of a gauntlet of this. I know Indiana is coming up soon. So this is kind Indiana's of Indiana's not gauntlet. very good this year. Indiana was supposed to be good. I was looking yeah, at the they're top a little ten. overrated. They're, oh, they're I, I think they're, are they? Yeah. I was looking at the top 10 rankings for the big 10 and they weren't even in the top 10. Oh, maybe they didn't come out. Uh, I, my, to be fair, my rankings are a week behind. I haven't seen the ones for this week. Well, I mean, I'm going to pull it up right now, but I, I was going to say that I was, they're not at ranked. Yeah, no, I think that they, they, they might be like 0-3 in Big Ten play. They might be, like, very bad. They don't uh, – They yeah, there's others receiving votes. Although I will say, as as we say, this is a down year for the Big Ten. And, I mean, Purdue is third in the country. They're 15-1. and one. Uh, Wisconsin's ranked. And then that's it as far as the Big Ten goes. But, like, I mean, if you look into others re- receiving votes, like Ohio State was ranked, they dropped. Indiana was ranked, they dropped. Michigan State has a lot of votes. Northwestern has votes. Illinois has votes. Rutgers had votes. Um, so that's, I mean, it's still seven. That's still seven tournament teams I named just off the top of my head right now. So we'll see if those tur- tournament teams don't beat up on each other. I think this is maybe stuff that we can get more into as football kind of concludes kind of in into January and then February. But I don't know. It's uh it's weird. Uh, it's certainly a down Big Ten. I mean, I can't remember the last time we've only had two ranked teams. Um, it was four last week, to be fair. Ohio I mean, State and Indiana. Yeah, fell out. but even then, like that's that's just that's just I, I'm used to seeing five, six, but I don't know. We'll gone are the 2019 uh, Big Ten that year the the cashless year where we would have won it all because of COVID. That Big Ten like. Penn State was like a top 15 team. Illinois was amazing. Like that was literally like Rutgers was ranked that year. That team, that, that Big Ten had like eight ranked teams. That was um yeah, those were some those were some gauntlets, but um I'm trying to think if there's anything else we've missed, if there's any other sports news outside of kind of the big two that were that need to be addressed, but not really. The wings I, suck now. Uh it, Looks like they're not going to make the playoffs at all. Um, they're kind of reverting back to their old ways. Um, good little run. I kind of expected this. They played such a bad – I think I said early on they played a poor schedule at the start, and it kind of heated up as we got around the holidays, and they have not responded well. Um, so it looks like as far as the Pistons and Red Wings go, they're both kind of like – the Red Wings are teetering on the – they're still watchable, but like – are like barely worth your time right now. And the Pistons are not worth your time in my opinion. So that's kind of where the, the rest of Detroit sports are at. 
Yeah. Um, no, and the Tigers traded away Gregory Soto. That's the other big Detroit news. Yay. All-star. Gregory Soto. They didn't really – they got like a pretty mediocre three prospects. I believe they traded on one of our own prospects too. Um, basically one guy that's going to play on the big league roster and be like a utility guy right away and then two guys that are like relatively close. Um, so nothing special but like something for a guy that I think is super overrated for a guy that's played in three all-star games. Um, and really we have no use for right now. The team is still atrocious. So that's all I'm going to say on the Tigers. It's still early. Yeah. No, um, no baseball talk on this podcast. No baseball Absolutely talk. not. That's the only news going on in the baseball world that I'm allowed to speak of. Um, <laughs> so with that, unless you got anything to add, I'm nope. ready to wrap this one up. It's been another Let's wrap good it up. one with you. Uh, thanks for coming out pals. We appreciate you like subscribe, share with your friends. Um, if you don't have any friends, share them with your coworkers. If you don't have any coworkers, share them with your mother. If your mother is no longer with us, share them with any other uh, person you have in your life. And if you don't, just comment the link on like a YouTube video that gets a lot of uh, action. That's what you should do. Wow. Um, I can't really follow it up with that. Anything more than that, I'm just going to say peace out, everyone. Go green. Go white, baby. Have a good rest of the, have a good rest of the week.